Three days later, she died in her cell. Vladimir Duty of our streaming network CBSN shows us why state investigators believe that her death may have been a crime. Black, good morning. Good morning. Kelly Coltrane's agonizing final hours were captured by surveillance camera, and the images are disturbing. She was suffering painful drug withdrawals, but her family says she might have survived if guards had followed their department's own policies. Kelly Coltrane spent much of her final day convulsing and throwing up in her jail cell. Surveillance video shows her being ordered to mop up her own vomit. About an hour later, around 6.30 p.m., she appears to die. There wasn't a pulse taken. There wasn't an aspirin. They left her to die. Attorney Terry Kaiser Cooper says Coltrane revealed her drug addiction and history of seizures and withdrawals to guards shortly after she was arrested last July. The 27-year-old even asked to see a doctor, but a deputy said he told her, I'm not going to take you over to the hospital right now just to get your fix. The hospital is right across the street from the jail. How long would that take? Two minutes to take her over there? A guard checked on Coltrane around 12.30 a.m. By then, she was cold and unresponsive. At 5.40 a.m., about 11 hours after she died, her body was finally removed from the cell. A 300-page report by the Nevada Department of Public Safety says staff at the Mineral County Jail disobeyed department policies by not taking her to a doctor or doing regular welfare checks. They also may have broken a state law against inhumanity to prisoners. This is the worst example of deliberate indifference to a serious medical need. A lawsuit against the Chowchilla Women's Prison claims guards physically abused several of their inmates. The complaint claims the guards made homophobic comments and even made sexual comments towards some of those victims. Action News North Valley reporter Natalie Grimes is live in Chowchilla with why the women believe they were targeted. Natalie. Warren and Graciela, the claims are shocking. The victims say they were denied medical care and even denied from complaining about the alleged incidents. Now, attorneys say that they want the alleged abuse to stop and for the state to pay for the pain they caused to the victims. You are tuned in to Your Life in America on KZAA LP 96.5 FM, Your Life in Prison, Volume 3. I'm steady trying to find the motive. Why do what I do? And freedom ain't getting no closer. No matter how far I go. My car is stolen, stolen. No registration, registration. Cops patrolling, patrolling. And now they don't stop me, and I get locked up. They won't let me out. They won't let me out. I'm locked up. They won't let me out. No, they won't let me out. I'm locked up. They won't let me out. They won't let. Town to Rio, back with a couple peeps. The corner blocks on fire, undercovers dressed as fiends. Making so much money, products moving fast. 
mustache And as I sold the last pack The round and got locked up They won't let me out They won't let me out No longer comes by Seems like they forgot about me Commissary is getting empty My cellmates eating food without me Can't wait to get out and move forward with my life Got a family that loves me and wants me to do right But instead I'm here locked up They won't let me out They won't let me out Good afternoon, Santa Barbara. You are listening to KZAALP 96.5 FM. You are tuned into Your Life in America with Rosie and D-Ray, as always. Rosie, how are you? I'm doing well. How are you, D-Ray? All right. Welcome back. Thank you. I guess I should welcome myself back as yeah, well. you were gone. You were in the city of sin for a I, while. I was, but I did not sin. You did it? Not at all. <laughs> were you tempted? Were you tempted? I wasn't. Irene, how are you? I'm great. Is this your first time ever being live on the airwaves? It sure is. All the people driving home in their cars right now are listening to us. Tuned in. <laughs> Did you guys kill the mosquito? No, it's going towards the light. <laughs> Shouldn't we all go towards the light? Oh, <laughs> uh, You are tuned in, like I said, to Your Life in America, and we are doing our monthly uh, series, Your Life in Prison, and Irene is our special guest today. Thank you very much, Irene, for coming out. You're welcome. Uh, you can follow Your Life in America on Instagram, um, at Your Life in America. That would be really awesome. We have had about one follower in the last two weeks. So. Is that all? Sorry, I'm eating a salad. Is that all? <laughs> I guess, yeah. I mean, the, it goes up and then like it goes down. So <laughs> Anyway. My point being is that I gave yeah. you the helm of Instagram yeah. so that we would have more followers, not I know. deplete our followers. Well, it's just, it's been pretty much the same. We've gone from like 49 when I started to like 56 we're at now. So. We fluctuate. It's yeah. like the stock market. <laughs> exactly. Up and down. Um, 
uh, our KZAA LP 965. Uh, if you type that in on Instagram, you'll find uh, the station's uh, Instagram page. All of our shows are uploaded on SoundCloud. Uh, YourLifeInAmerica.com will get you to SoundCloud as well. Um, Against the Grain. So I'm going to do this thing with Against the Grain. Um, next week, I am going to play for anybody who's ever lost their mother. Um, yeah. Um, so anybody who's lost their mom who has experienced that grief. Um, I'm going to play an album by Touche Moore <laughs> called Stage 4, and it's all about his mom passing away from cancer and that whole process that he went through, and it's really like an awesome um, album. Why next week? Why are you picking? I don't know. Oh, I just, oh okay. Yeah. And then after that, I'm going to do um, like six weeks of Defeater, and I'm going to play one Defeater album each week, so it's going to tell the story the Defeater story basically week by week. Are That's you really the plan, just gearing up for Sound and Fury Fest? Is all so. that you're doing? <laughs> I guess so. Um, That's okay. A good plan. I like that. Yeah, thank you. So KZAA has, we're having a website that is launching supposedly on April 8th, which will have um, bios of every radio programmer and their shows. What? Yeah. <laughs> and hopefully a live streaming thing so you can listen to the radio station on the internet. Um, we still have to take a picture and not gonna <laughs> do, do it. You know how I feel about photos. <laughs> they kill my spirit. Um, so April 8th, that should be launching the website. The KZAA Comedy Night what? is yeah, June 1st. Have we been asked to perform? I'm not performing. Why not? We're a good duo. <laughs> Who's no, performing? They're doing comedians. They're Who, having Phil and Monsky, I guess, are getting course. are getting comedians to come. Are and they do. getting us together? No, they're not because <laughs> they don't respond to our Instagram. <laughs> Therefore, you're not that funny. <laughs> uh, so I'm guessing we'll be selling tickets for that uh, coming up soon. Uh, but the KZAA Comedy Night is June 1st. Should be cool. They're having a teen dance that they're doing. The radio station teen? is putting... Teen? Oh, teen. T-E-E-N. Okay. Dance uh, that the radio station is putting on. There's no date for that yet. Um, and then on May 1st, tickets will go on sale for a raffle that they're going to do at the Comedy Night. So there's a lot of fundraising happening for Very the radio nice. station. Yeah, um, I'm sure we'll be selling tickets and have all that stuff. Um, you know, when we Coming have our the pike. yeah, um, we also are gonna have a little thing in the independent done about us, what? about the radio station. Yeah, so, so they're gonna have a video reporter come in mm -mm. and. <laughs> mm -mm. Good thing I got my Botox last week. <laughs> And they're, gonna, and they're going to interview us. I don't know if they're going to interview us on camera or what. Dude, could you, people interviewing you and me, that would be <laughs> chaos. Not be That's good. what I was trying to think about the picture. Like if we were to send them a picture that Danny wanted. Like how could we put together a serious face for a picture? It would, be, it would be this. I will paint it for you right now, people. Sunglasses. No, it's going to be me on the L, the couch, with the remote control, and Dylan sitting next to me in a fit of rage with, like, the Dodger logo on the TV. Yeah. Just that's how I And I, I could wear a Dodger's jersey. And I'll just be sitting there in my bathrobe like an old lady. With all of the cat in the middle of the all of the cat producing. Uh, so I think that the thing about us in The Independent is going to come out in May, I think is what, what they were saying. Um... So that's pretty exciting. Um, the Casa de la Raza has some stuff going on next month. Saturday, April 6th, from 9 a.m. to 11 a.m. is a self-care meditation workshop taught by a certified yoga instructor. So it's a yoga workshop? Yeah, here at, here at, okay. here at, the, at La Casa, yeah. Oh, that's cool. Um, wow. 
there's a there's a day for family and kids like activities uh, centered <laughs> <Say> family care <laughs> centered around like um, uh, science and math uh, activities for the kids, which will be on Thursday, April fourth at five thirty, um, and Saturday on Fall twenty. There is a band playing here, but tell me the name of the band. Okay, please, <laughs> please tell me the name of the band. It means seismic in Spanish, so I think it's Sismo. How do you know that means seismic? Because I googled it. Oh, you googled it. I was say, do you speak I, Spanish, Irene? Somewhat. Do you, okay. know, do you know what seismic? No, means? I don't know that one. But Sismo kind of checks out. And then it, yeah, Seismo. that's uh, yeah. And like, their little logo has like a little Richter scale. Oh, then it's probably seismic. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And it's a, and then it said something anniversario in Spanish, and it was like well, maybe it's an earthquake. <laughs> anniversary. Maybe it's the anniversary of an earthquake, like the Northridge. But it's, but it's first anniversary is what the translation translated mm. out to be. We had that call uh, in line, people. Would yeah, we do. It's right here. We only get Irene, we have a call in line, but we haven't. We're scared to set it up, wait, because I just don't know if I can do all these things at once. And all of those calls come from the county jail anyway, yeah. so we can't really cook. Global tell link. link. <laughs> yeah. Securus. So. Um, yeah, so that's everything that's going on right now. Uh, the Dodgers are kicking butt right now. I'm right really on. excited for the report because I haven't been paying attention. Oh, uh, it's 12 to 5. They won. It's over. <gasps> Against Arizona. Arizona, the D-bags. <laughs> Muncie homered, Peterson homered, Bellinger homered, Seeger homered, Kike homered, Barnes homered. They all are just. Did you say Peterson? Yeah. The one that you questioned me on. Oh, I don't know why the I one questioned him. The first time. Yeah, but he started the game with a double, and then he homered the next time he was mm, up. Love that man. Hyunjun Ryu pitched great. So, yeah, it's a great opening day for the Dodgers. Uh, and that's pretty much everything that's going on right now. We were I was gone last week. We're back. We we don't have any planned absences for. You know, as, long, wow. as far as in the future. Barring any medical issues <laughs> yeah. with Rosie. <laughs> as far in the future as I can see. Um, but yes, Irene, I want to thank you very much for coming out. Um, you're a wonderful mother, a oh, wonderful, a nice. wonderful yes. grandmother. Yes. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> a wonderful friend and a wonderful person. Um, and yeah, so your life in prison is a thing we came up with to kind of just give people an opportunity to share their story about what incarceration um, has done to them, how it affected their lives, what the experience was like, and all that stuff. So, and we didn't really know what was going to happen, and we just did it and got like amazing feedback on it. So, uh, we're going to keep doing that. Good job. I remember uh, we're going to take a break real quick, and I'm going to play okay. one of Irene's favorite songs. I remember when you had your, uh, how was it, Alexis? <laughs> The, the, oh, Jetta. Jetta, my Jetta. <laughs> Listening to this before I drove or anything, yeah. <laughs> and she would just bump this song so loud, this Bruno Mars song. Oh. So we're going to take a quick break, and we'll be right back.
Welcome back to Your Life in America on KZAA LP 96.5 FM. We are live in the studio with Miss Rosie and her salad. And my little <laughs> salad that I didn't eat for lunch today, so it's all wilted. Rosie's the greatest co-host <laughs> Why? ever. This is the first time I've eaten on radio. <laughs> <laughs> Very like, I've got like crunchy things too, like almonds. In the salad? I do like a crunch in my salad. I, so do you? I. Yeah, I love And I've got the arugula. There's plenty of arugula at the house. I like arugula, too. I know you do. That's why I Yeah. Me and Irene actually worked at in City College Making cafeteria sandwiches? together. Well, oh. she worked on the on the west side of oh, campus. Okay. I worked on the other on the other side. I still do. Oh, you still work there? Yeah. Nice. That's awesome. Um, okay, so every month, uh, Your Life in America does a show called Your Life in Prison, and we interview uh, people we know who have spent time in their lives incarcerated and, and who have came out of that back into society and turned their lives around and been successful. And um, 
today we have one of the most awesome people I know, wonderful mother and wonderful grandmother and friend, um, Irene. How are you? I'm good. I'm great. So on the break, we were talking about Casa de la Raza. Am I saying it right or am I saying it, it really la, white? La Costa. Casa de la Raza. <laughs> yeah, me saying that is going to be really white. <laughs> uh, so on the break, we were talking about um, you have some, some memories here, right? I sure do. Okay. Why don't you tell us about that? Uh, back in the day, I guess in the 80s or so, uh-huh. um, I came. I don't even know if I was old enough to be here, but I definitely had a fake ID if I wasn't old enough, and I came to the dances, and we had a great time back then, uh, a lot of low riders, a lot of homies, you know, <laughs> with their like brims and them. their uh, <laughs> suspenders, and, Love you know, them. their Stacey Adams and Pendletons, <laughs> whatever, but, you know, yeah. it was it was super cool back then, you know, yeah. like, I, I was in. So, so people got dressed up to come to the dances. Oh, yeah. And you had to be 21 to get in? You know, I'm not certain about that, but I know definitely 18. Yeah. You know. Do you remember a place called the Snake Pit? <laughs> Where, is that a real place? Where we had Richard on here, he told us about oh. the Snake Pit. It was this old, like, club on the east side of Santa Barbara back uh, in the day. The Snake Pit? No, I, thought, I can't I say was... I'm familiar with that pit, but I've been to many <laughs> other pits. <laughs> Okay, maybe. <laughs> I like so have I. <laughs> maybe that's not what it was called. I think he was referring to the Mecca on Mopus. Okay. <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> that's kind of still there, isn't it? So, so Casa, so the Casa back in the day was the spot to go and hang out and 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 dance and yeah, do all that stuff. Were yeah. they on the weekends? Yeah. What's that noise? Well, you, she said up in like two years ago you went. There was a dance or like a year oh, ago. Oh, I I'm not sure if they have a um, something that they do every year or. Because just recently I heard of it again. Yeah. But um, I went like two years ago, came to a dance here, and it was, I think, some of the same people that <laughs> used to come back in the day to Casa de la Raza. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, and it, and it was still really fun. You nice. know, it was really fun. Uh, they played good music and we yeah. danced. And the only you know difference is that I wasn't drinking this time. But you still had fun. Oh, I had so much fun. You don't even know. Well, the potential <laughs> for males being there is probably high. I'll have to check that out. We're going to have to run a check on that and see if there's another dance going. Because I'm going to go. She just <laughs> oh, described my kind you of You have men. to come. Pendleton. <laughs> <laughs> the Folsom Cuff. Stacey Adams. Stacey Adams. Like, I'm, I'm, I'm coming. Don't forget you wear me. your eyeliner. <laughs> Irene will just drive me. <laughs> Pick me up. You could walk. We don't live far from here. I know. I can't, though. There's nothing like a good drunk walk home. Yes, there is. There's a lot wrong with it because I never end up home. I end up on someone's lawn, sleeping on their grass. We we always like to ask our guests about any memories or any um, stuff that, like, things they have experienced here at Casa in the past. So it's always cool to hear about that because I haven't lived in Santa Barbara for that long, so... And uh, we always like people to share those things with us. So where did you, where did you grow up? I grew up in Carpentria. So I lived in Carpentria um, my whole life, pretty much. Um, small town at first, you know. And yeah. as I grew up, it got bigger. So uh, everybody knew 
everything about everybody. That's such a um, Yeah. It's small to me now. It was smaller even. Yeah, it was smaller, then. and there was a lot of lemon orchards. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so now they're houses and, and um, yeah. farms. Yeah, I was going to say, farms. and weed farms. Weed farms. <laughs> <laughs> and carp. So you grew up in Carpinteria, but so were you living in Carpinteria when you would come up here for the dances? I was living and in people, So people were coming from out of town. Mm-hmm. And what was it like growing up in, in um, a small town like that, like by the beach and everything? It was nice. Um, I grew up in Car- uh, Carpinteria, but I didn't go to school in Carpinteria. Oh. So I went to, my parents thought they would do me some good and send me to a uh, private school, Catholic school. Mm-hmm. So I went to school in Montecito, and then I went to school oh, wow. at Bishop, the high school at Bishop. So I never attended any schools in Carpinteria. So, uh, and the high school I went to was actually a rivalry of Carpentria. So I lived there and I went to school at the Bishop, rivalry. Oh, Bishop Diego was a rivalry of yeah, Carp? Carpentria. Yeah, oh, yeah. Know. Oh. You went to Bishop. Yeah, oh. I graduated from Bishop. Nice. That's cool. Do you, you went to private school, didn't mm-hmm. you? My whole tenure. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's cool. I didn't know that. Um, yeah. So you have a pretty big family, right? Yeah, I have uh, five older brothers and one older sister. And you guys are all cl- kind of close in age? No. Okay. Uh, so three of my brothers are a lot older than me. They were, we grew up and they were already out of the house. So mm-hmm. I just grew up with my sister and then uh, two of my brothers. Okay. Did the rest of your siblings go to uh, private school too? They did, but they got kicked out. Uh, but you stayed the whole time. I did so stay the were, whole time. You were a good girl. You stayed the whole time. Well, I was promised a brand new car, <laughs> oh, so I stayed. Incentive. If you didn't get kicked out? Yes, and if I graduated, so. That's incentive. Um, was there a lot of, like, like what was Carpinteria like back in the, in the um, 1980s? Uh, so it was small, lots of orchards, you said, right? Lots of orchards. Um, so what I did do was I, uh, around that time I, I was hanging out with uh, the older crowd, my sister, my older sister, and she had a um, a boyfriend who was from Carpinteria, who was uh-huh. in the whole um, car club. I can't even think of the name of it right now. Um, and rest in peace. He just passed away, and his funeral's tomorrow. Oh, wow. But um, he was one of the little homies in Carpinteria, and Carpinteria was really big at that time. Because, well, the homeboys got a whole car club together of like five cars uh-huh. and we're super proud of it. <laughs> you know, they were super proud of it. And, um, my sister happened to date one of them. So I followed my sister around all the time. You know, she was yeah. the older sister and I went everywhere she went. And so, um, we hung out with that group of people yeah. in Carpentria. Um, so it, it was, it was fun and, and, Everybody knew everyone. Everyone hung out together. You know, we hung out at a house and did school and yeah. uh, just kind of hung out together. Uh, very close. Everybody, like I said, knew everybody. Um, there was a lot of, like, um, dances at the boys club. And so I guess I was really, like, into the, going out to the dances, you know, yeah. like being in, in a whole different living there but being in a whole different school and everything but yeah. wanting to be part of this place and that place you yeah. know and i felt like i fit in kind of mm-hmm. there even though i didn't um go to school there and didn't know a whole, whole lot of people but i hung out with the, the group that i it felt like, like i fit in 
Like it was such a small town, though, you would kind of know everybody anyway living there. So yeah. you're, even though you didn't go to school with them, you mm-hmm. knew them from, you know, they lived on Elm and you lived on, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, like on A Street you know. and, you know. <laughs> Tell me more about the car club. Oh, the car club. It was <laughs> cool. You know, they. So uh, what do you have to, like, what are the, like, um, it has to be, you have to have like a, tr- like a low rider that's like. Well, the I mean, low I don't, riders I don't that, know anything about it. The low riders that they had weren't. You know, like nowadays you see low riders that are just really, really like a lot of money put into yeah. them. Yeah. And, well, these were, you know, uh, Bobby, who was my ex-brother-in-law who just passed. He had um, a bright yellow Impala and we called it the banana mobile. <laughs> <laughs> and it was bright yellow. Um, and the thing is, is when so he, dated, awesome. he dated my sister, so he would come by the house and he'd have these pipes, you know, on yeah. his car. Uh-huh. And he'd come by and he'd be all, rrr, rrr, and he'd rev the, the pipes. In front of your house? The, yeah. What so would your parents awesome. think oh, about yeah, that? Oh, yeah, wait. Well, my sister would <laughs> run outside immediately and just jump in the car. And my mom was just like, no, if he wants to see you, he's going to come to the door. But here he would come by with his low rider. And, you know, he really, really... Loved his lowrider. You yeah. know, it had a horrible paint job. It was like <laughs> the seats inside were, you know, like those were like prize winners to them yeah, back yeah. then, you yeah. know. And now it's like you see the cars now and you're just yeah. like no comparison, you know. Um, another, you know, had a um, another Impala, Oscar. He had an Impala and, and like the cars were. So would they like roll around together? Like would they all like meet up in a certain place and just kick back and like listen to music and park their cars out and Yeah, that's Dylan, exactly what they did. Dylan so wants it to be like the movie Grease. If no, you could just it, kind of go in that direction. It is. He'll be happy. I was picturing more American me, but oh, okay. <laughs> No, it was. Well Carpenter is yeah. small, so we yeah. have um something um over there at the beach. It's called the uh what's it called? The square? I think it was called back then, the square. Uh-huh. So it was like Carpenter is like two streets Carpenter yeah. Avenue and Linden mm-hmm. Avenue so if you go straight down Linden Avenue the beach is right there and you park right there and park your oh, cars the there yeah, so yeah, it's yeah, called right the there. square okay. right there so we'd kick back and they'd play music and 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 um I don't feel like the cops bugged us back then but not like now yeah <laughs> you know but um yeah so they parked their car there and they cruise so you only had two streets to cruise on <laughs> Yeah, Linden <laughs> Avenue and Carpentry Avenue. Yeah. You know? What you would just, happen if they came up to Santa Barbara and tried cruising their car club yeah, through there, the mean yeah. streets of SB? Oh, they did that rivalry? too. Would they that could, cause problems? Yes, it would. So See, I know I'm, I don't know anything about this. I'm so interested yeah. in it. Yeah, so they would come and cruise on Milpas, you know. That on was their a way to the street. Saturday night Casa no. dance, huh? Yeah, by the Casa. <laughs> and um, yeah, I, I think a lot of times they got ran out of town. Well, well, the population here was so yeah. much bigger than Carp and oh yeah. No, Dylan, like, I can see Dylan's face. He's I'm like, just visualizing. He's like, <laughs> he's like right in now. my past life. <laughs> yeah, I was a lowrider. Okay, that's time for us to take a break. <laughs> okay, thanks, Irene. When we come back, we'll get, we'll talk more about uh, get to know you a little bit more and and uh, leading into you know, which I always thank people for being vulnerable to talk about themselves getting into trouble and like. You know, um, it's not just an easy open thing for people to talk about. I mean, I we talk about it. I talk about. Um, never mind. Okay. <laughs> um, here's this. Here's your Cheryl Lynn song. Here, I'm going to play it for you. Casa song.
right. Welcome back to Your Life in America on KZAA LP 96.5 FM. We are here live in the studio with my good friend Irene doing our Your Life in Prison monthly series. Um, we just got a nice little history lesson about Carpinteria and car clubs, which I knew nothing about. But I do know now. Me too. <laughs> feel enlightened. Okay, so, Irene. Yes. You... So your home life was not necessarily really bad, right? No. But you, you, but you went to, but your parents decided to send you to private school. They did. They wanted what was best for me. Um, actually, I grew up in a with a single mom. Okay. So my father wasn't in the home. Oh. Um, he was there, but not present in the home. Okay. So. Just now, and then, and then your older siblings had moved out. You said, right? Mm -hmm. So, was it your mom's decision to, uh, for you to go to Catholic school? Yeah, yeah. Was there any? Were were you like, um, getting in trouble or anything, or is that was just solely her decision? That was her decision. I started at first grade. Okay. Um. So, what? How did you get from that into? Was it just your older sister that kind of inspired, or not inspired you, but was it just your older sister who you were kind of following in her footsteps to start hanging out with that crowd of people? Mm, I started hanging out with that um, crowd of people and dibbing and dabbing and, you know, um, and alcohol a little bit, you know. Um, I have some childhood um, trauma okay. that, you know, was never exposed or never spoke about um, that I held a secret, you know, like. Uh, for a long time, and I, yeah. I think that's probably where a lot of it stemmed from. Yeah, to when you're talking about starting to drink and stuff like that, mm -hmm. it made you feel better. Mm -hmm. And then, and then that whole environment of people—that's you know, there's a lot of partying that's involved in that too, right? Yeah, yeah. I I felt like I fit in, and you know, I wanted to belong, so I hung out with you know, I actually hung out with um, all different groups, you know, but my sister being older and and i started hanging out with you know that lifestyle and and enjoying it so you know like just going on to even santa barbara you know i mean i yeah. came to santa barbara and hung out with um people in santa barbara people from even you know brown sensation style unlimited like you know it was really cool like to be a part of and be and i remember like going um to or take a park and you know just um drinking with brown cessations unlimited and you know having having fun at the park and just getting um quarts of beer and just guzzling them you know yeah. and like have a guzzling contest and i was like oh i'm a champion i i could beat some of the men you know like it, it was kind of cool <laughs> it was cool like i was like a female and i was just like pounding them you know and i'm yeah. like yeah when guzzling contests and and just yeah, just feeling like I fit in. Yeah, definitely. No, I, I can relate to that a lot. Um, I was going to ask you a question, and I just I just lost it. Um, hold on. Oh, TikTok. TikTok <laughs> goes the clock. Fill Did the space. Hold on. No, I had a question. <laughs> okay, yeah, you go ahead. to guide us to be our captain. Did that affect your life at Bishop? Like, did you feel like you That's were kind of, was. like, living a double life? Like, I have to be this 
Most definitely. Most good definitely. girl that keeps my grades up and goes to private school. And like, did you get a lot of flack? Because I remember when I was in private school and I, might, I had some nieces and friends that were in public school, I got a lot of SH blank blank for yeah. being in private school. Like I got a lot of heat for it. Like, oh, yeah. you're one of those girls that's in private school. And so I felt like when I partied, I had to like amp it up even more to prove that like I could, you know, kind of. Yeah, you know, I was kind of all over the place, you know, uh, at points in my life, like where I felt like I fit in there, and I and I really enjoyed that. And then going to a private school, like you said, having to fit in there, so I had to fit in there, and, uh, and then um, I hung out with a totally different crowd, and yeah. you know, was called coconut because I'm brown on the outside and I hung out with you know all the social people so I had different points in my life you know yeah. like where I think where I I felt like I fit in you know is where I went and what direction I went yeah yeah that, that's so funny that was what I lost my question I was gonna say but you still graduated high school amidst all the guzzling contests and all that so. <laughs> and she well, probably got the car too did she get the car I did <laughs> I did I got the brand new car um I I mean there was times where I took I even took alcohol, so I didn't get away with the stop doing the guzzling contest because I took um, alcohol. Um, I think it was tequila in a bottle of salad dressing, and I thought by getting this champagne salad dressing that it would cover up the smell, and I could say it really? was my salad dressing. And it ended up breaking oh. in home ec class. <laughs> that is brilliant. It's the greatest awesome. story ever. That is great. That's so great. you know, and I mean, then it started smelling like tequila. I'm sure, right? I was, I'm not sure. I'm pretty sure it was tequila. I think Hoping I stole it from my dad. <laughs> well, did you get in trouble? No, I cleaned it up real quick. And she said, was oh, it's my champagne. <laughs> my Because sh- I did. I had it in a bottle of champagne uh, yeah. champagne dressing. That's brilliant. Yeah. I should do that. <laughs> yeah. I'm borrowing that. I think I was already thinking. Were, um, were drugs and alcohol prevalent in your life um, other than just kind of normal partying or, or was it something uh like- I, I think i probably did dabbed with cocaine a little bit at, more in high school but um not too much alcohol was, was definitely yeah definitely and, yeah. Okay. yeah that leads into my next my next question it's like there had to have been some kind of shift in your life right where you decided to or not decided to but you progressed into you know harder ways of living and, and hanging out with the groups of people you're like there had to have been some kind of shift where you you know turned from like graduating bishop diego to more into the lifestyle of, of being on the streets and doing harder drugs and stuff like that right yeah um it always seemed to be that i uh found i want to say the right crowd but actually ended up being the wrong crowd yeah. so i found um pretty much the connections yeah all the time for some reason i found the man you know yeah um and hooked me up with you know a sack and i started i started uh with cocaine and that being my favorite uh ended up doing meth because my sister and everyone and all her friends were doing meth and i was Mm. just like i can't do this cocaine you know crack cocaine anymore like it was just too much I was yeah. too paranoid and everyone was on a mission and here I was like stuck in the room you know <laughs> and everyone's working on projects making noises oh, and I'm just like shut up you know yeah paranoid from um, doing crack so anyways I shifted over to doing uh, meth and I found uh, the people that wanted to get me on their team yeah. you know and so handed over a, oh. uh, a amount of 
dope. And uh, yeah, and I had all the friends in the world, you know. Did and you start selling? Yeah. I did. I was going to ask, like, did you wow. have a job? Like, were you? No job. That was your job. That was Basically, my job. it was like full time. Full time. Okay. Gotcha. And it, and it worked. It worked. It worked. Okay. It worked. Did yeah. you, were you still single? Were you attached? Did you marry the uh, man? No, I actually uh, had my first daughter. And um, yeah, and because of all that, her dad was smart enough to take her. Hmm. Once I started my um, jail activity, yeah. I got busted for the first time. I lived in Ventura County now, um, and I got busted for the first time uh, for possession. So oh, is this yeah. your... How old were you? No, how old were you when you got Um Well, after drinking and all this had passed, I, I this happened in my late um, 30s, like in my 30s. Oh, wow. Your yeah, first so I already had uh, children by now. And, and you had uh, never been arrested before? No, She's not until night. under 90. the radar kind of gal. <laughs> wow, not yeah. until your 30s, you said? Not until my 30s. Wow. And, um, so that, you're, and your first arrest was for a possession? I was for possession in Ventura. I went to Ventura County Jail. What was that experience like, first being arrested by the cops for possession? Oh, it was it was definitely um, definitely experience that you know going somewhere for the first time. Um, uh, Ventura County Jail. Actually, at that time, it was really it wasn't really a jail. It was a farm, an honor farm. Yeah, and it was in Ohio. Oh. And so it was really not lovely, almost like a spa. <laughs> yeah, wow. you had three hot meals, and um, you, you know, <laughs> three hots. Yeah, wow, three, three hots, and it was on a farm. Um, and the men were on one side, and you could hear them, um, you know, killing the pigs. Yeah, and then you'd be eating the pigs for breakfast really? the next day. Oh, yeah, wow. So, uh, but it, you know, it was nothing like it is now. You got to have visits with your family across the table, just like this, with a little board yeah. in between, and. And, um, yeah, so that happened and so like as a mom and living, you know, living that kind of way you were living, um, to finally, cause you had to have known at some point, maybe something was going to happen, right? Like you would get caught up or, or, or maybe not, you know, you know, I really wasn't familiar with that criminal, you know, lifestyle. So no, I didn't really think or didn't expect so on your way to jail, were you were you kind of tripping about everything that you were that you were having to leave behind? Yeah, I was freaking out. You know, yeah. I knew I had a place. You know, and I knew I had um, my kids and what was going to happen and who was going to take care of them and how how was I going to get a hold of anybody with you know I, I didn't know anything about it. You know, yeah. I was. Uh, so when you were arrested, did you just think, okay, I'm just going to like, they're going to release me in the morning kind of thing? Because that's yes. where my mentality would yes. go. But did they not? And They, just they did ha- not. And how long were you in there for? Ooh. Um, but you didn't have any priors, did you? You didn't have any? Priors? No, but they, I, I stayed in there for, um, I stayed in there for a couple of weeks, I believe, at that time and um, was let out. And when I got out, I had lost um I had lost my place to live, you know. Yeah. Um, it was, and the dad, the dad um, found out and took my daughters, and um, and yeah, it was just, it was a big mess. It was a big, big mess. Mm. <sighs> Get emotional again. I'm sorry. <laughs> so, and then, so you got out. Where you get out on probation or something like that? I got out on probation, and I had to do. Um, 
uh, what's it called? It's called something different. PC 1000. Something like that. And something very, very minimal. It wasn't yeah. even Prop 36. It was yeah. something really, really minimal. Uh -huh. And you just had to go and it was nothing, you know, barely anything. And um, I failed to do that. You know, I failed to do that. Um, so now the children went with their dads. And so I was just like, it, you know. Yeah. And when you got out, you didn't think like, okay, the gig is up. I'm done. No. You were just like, we're, this train is fully left the station and I'm on it. Like, no. We're rolling the with same it. people came. Really? Okay. To my so-called rescue. Yeah. And I went on and on, you know, and more, met more people, did yeah. more things. Um, uh, went on the run, you know, and uh, just didn't face any of that and wasn't even worried about consequences, you know? It was like the farthest from my mind. It was just like. And then did you start getting arrested like more after that because of being on the run and stuff like yeah. that? So, yeah. did, so did county jail start becoming a familiar place to you? Oh yeah. So it wasn't only familiar to me in Ventura. It was familiar to me in Santa Barbara now. So I always did violation. I would be on the run from one, so I had violation from Ventura, and then I do time in Ventura from Ventura. They Santa Barbara would pick me up, and then I would go to Santa Barbara, and vice versa. Do get caught in Santa Barbara first, and then, you know, You'd go to Ventura. Out. It was the it was the revolving door. It was nonstop. After once that started, you talk about your sister when you were younger, being close to her. Was she there for this in like a supportive way? Was she? When you were growing up, you were always kind of hanging out with her and her friends. When she knew you got into this, did she kind of distance herself, or was she? No, she had her struggles too, and oh, she okay. did her her uh, you know her jail time and her her stuff too. Um, it's just I really went off, you know, the Richter scale. So. What about your mom? My mom, my poor mom, she was there the whole time. Uh, visitations, you know, money on the books, and yeah. you know, and every time she'd come and see me, she it would break her heart. She had two of my children, um, and and um, she was watching them, and you know, my and it was just uh, it was just so common for, you know, I knew that once I got out, it would only be a matter of time, and how long I could run. My mom bailed me out. I ran and. Bail bondsmen were calling her up and telling her they're going to take her house, you know, because she signed for me. Yeah. And, you know, my brothers are like, you better do something. I can remember so many times being at a place in Ventura or Oxnard that was really well known called the Wagon Wheel. Yeah. And um, it was like the spot, you know. And <laughs> the Wagon Wheel? The Wagon Wheel was like a little motel, a little community that people... You know, partiers oh, yeah. there. Oh, bowling alley there, didn't they? Yeah, yeah. yeah. And being there, and them coming and and the bail bonds and coming and and gunpoint, at gunpoint, <gasps> and finding me there, and you know, going around with a picture on a you know wanted picture and taking it to the bowling alley, and. Um, yeah, it just it, I it's can't really picture you like I that. Know. It's crazy. I can't, it's I can't so either. Crazy. Like I'm looking at you, I'm like, I really like your top. I was like, what you? It, it's crazy. I can't even picture my my life was so crazy. Like I, you yeah. know, it was just a revolving door. Santa Barbara. So I from this point, I got I got um, a case every town like I went to from yeah. Camarillo, um, Oxnard, Ventura, Ojai. Um, Carpinteria, yeah. Santa Barbara, all the way up to Santa Maria, Lompoc, San Inez, like nonstop. 
No, are these just like drive <laughs> charges? But those you know? were your, that was like your area, though. You didn't like when you say you're on the run. You didn't like go to Washington or anything. Oh, no. You kind of just stayed no. where your people yeah. were and like, yeah. okay, these are where yeah. I'm. Yeah. Okay. But I, yeah, I always got you know. Were these like like were you getting sales charges and stuff? Sales, um, yeah, sales under the influence, you know. Just yeah. Yeah, just yeah. So yeah, and you know, I mean, I couldn't even walk to the store at Carpinteria, being a small store. I would walk to the store, and because the police knew me so much, they would stop me. And even if I wasn't high or had anything on me, they'd be like, "When was the last time you used?" And I'd be oh, like, uh, two oh. weeks ago." They'd be like, "Well, you're on probation. Let's go test." And ah, every time. I'd have to jump, really, literally, I have to jump in the back of my friend's car. Yeah. And they would pick me up and duck because if the police saw me in the front seat of the car, then they were going to get pulled over, you know? Oh. Irene, I can't, it just, just blow me away right it's now. It's crazy. It, it was crazy. What's it like being, because <clears throat> I know myself fairly well. I would not stand up in jail. I can't stand up two nights without my retin-A on my face. So let alone <laughs> jail time. Like, was it just insane? Like, I try to imagine myself like being handcuffed. First of all, I have weak wrists. So I would alone <laughs> contest that and be like, you're harming me right now, you know? And that jumper and the, I would just, I would just make such a fuss. Yeah. Like, and, and I'd be scared too. I'd be scared that, you know, um, that I'd probably be beat up, like I, I because I'm 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 a bit will I'm a, I'm a strong person. Yeah. But like in jail, I would be very willowy, and like I would just melt. Like, were you just freaked out? Like, uh, I think the first time I was like in the new areas, like going to Ventura for the first time, and then going to Santa Barbara for the first time, and after that, it was just you just need the drill. It was it was. Just common. And all the me. chicks are the same. Like, because when we've interviewed guys in the past, it's always like they know their pecking order. They know, like, you know, where they stand and they have to mesh with these guys. And, yeah. da, 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 and it's kind of like, well, you did this crime. So you, there's like kind of a hierarchy. Is it the same with women or is it just like who has the best eyeliner? No, it, it's <laughs> pretty much the same. It's pretty much the same. You know, you have your, um, I, you know, I, not to bra I'm not bragging about it or anything, but like I, I have done 17 times in um, Ventura County Jail. Stints? Um, and I did uh, 30, 33 or something times in Santa Barbara County Jail. And then I did three prison terms. So, yeah. So, um, so you know, it was pretty common. And not a wrinkle common, on but... your face. <laughs> There's not a wrinkle on your face. It's gotten a lot worse. You know, yeah. As it goes by, it's gotten a lot worse. And the women are... are no different than I'm sure the men yeah. whatsoever. Um, when still goes down the same way, you know? Um, yeah. When we come back from the break, I want to ask you about, um, Chowchilla and okay. all that. Chowchilla? <laughs> but, um, <laughs> so when you were a kid, what was your, what did you think about the police when you were a kid? Um, when I was a kid, I thought of the police, as a good thing, you know, like yeah. someone that would help someone, you know, and that were there. You could call on them. You could trust them. There was someone that you looked up to. Yeah. You know, the police. And then later on in your life when you started getting in trouble and, and you were running from yeah. them and everything, did your perspective on oh, them yeah. change? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I saw, um, you know, I had many experiences with um, mostly bad 
you know, experiences with them. Of course, I wasn't living the right way, so they had every means, but they went over and... Uh, overboard? Yeah, they went a little bit overboard, you know, on the way they treated and labeled, you know. I was very much so labeled, you know. Um, and yes, you know, I was guilty many times, yeah. you know. But they but they take it way too far. Yeah. Right, way too far. Like, yeah. if you can't even walk to the store, and, you know, I mean, like, and they just, like, circled my house all the time and, like, almost just waiting Out of for me to, like, um, yeah. Bored or just, Carpentry yeah. is small. Yeah, it is small. <laughs> <laughs> got nothing to do, better. <laughs> but, you know, they would be waiting. I could see them waiting. I got to look out my bedroom window. I see them waiting at the... The church, we lived next door to the St. Joseph's Church, so they, I could see them. Like, God, I and that look. wasn't you being paranoid. They were really no, there. No, they were really oh, there, okay. but I was paranoid that to wasn't go outside. That was really okay. I would jump the fence, you know, go around a different way, you know, because I knew that. Yeah. Different route. Yeah. I'll be spending the night in jail tonight. Oh, Man. Yeah, it's just crazy. Like, and we had this, when we talked with Richard about this, how he just got used to it where it's yeah. just like okay worst thing that's gonna happen is i'm gonna go back to jail and mm -hmm. like you know and, and and it just became like normal yeah and easy to go back and not not easy to go back but you know not not that you're afraid you anymore. Yeah, right. yeah exactly um okay we'll take a quick break and then we'll be right back this is this is your square biz by tina marie all right
Welcome back to Your Life in America on KZAALP 96.5 FM. You are tuned into our monthly series, series, not serious. Serious, <laughs> series. Series. Alexa, play <laughs> Tina Marie. <laughs> uh, no, you are too, this is our uh, monthly series, um, Your Life in Prison, that we started a couple months ago and got great feedback on, and we are here uh, with Irene, who has been nice enough to share um, about her past and ab- about her experiences. And um, before the break, we, we were talking about, um, right before the break, we were talking about county jail and how that became like a normal place for you to be, and... Um, you threw some statistics out there for us, which were pretty high. <laughs> They're very high. <laughs> um, and so eventually, you can't be in county jail forever, right? They send you to 
Ciao, Chilla. Ciao, Chilla. <laughs> now, that's the only women's state prison in California, right? Well, there's Chowchilla, and back then there was VSP, which is Valley State, but that's a men's prison now, which is across the street from Chowchilla. And you can go to CIW, which is down south, I believe, but my spot was Chowchilla. Your spot? <laughs> that, so more than once then you were there? More than once. Okay. Three times. Three times. And so at this point when you got your first prison term after the copious amounts of time in county how old were you then like when you're like okay i'm actually going to prison well i was probably like 40 man wow. so you had already been around the block a couple times oh yeah and did you just feel like okay this it came down to this like i knew this was going to happen or like did you feel like you had a bum rap like your lawyer could have fought for you more or did you no were you no. just like it was bound to happen it was bound to happen okay yeah. and how long was your first term uh, my first term was two, two years, two, what well, was two, I think it was, well, it was, th I think it was three years, but I had so many credits because on the one case you can carry your credits every time you violate, every time you go to jail area that I don't know how it is now, but it, it carries with that same case. Yeah. So however many times I went to jail and I spent two weeks here, I spent two weeks there. Oh, I see. Yeah. Three months there, whatever. My, so I went to um, I went to Chowchilla my first time with 430 credits. Uh, so I did maybe like six months. Wait, so when you say credit, you mean they are deducting the time you've spent? Right. You spent. Right. Oh, so that kind of worked in your favor a bit in the sense that you, a two-year term turned out to be six months right. because of based on what they pulled Maybe from. not even that long because I okay. didn't what they call uh, a yard and I didn't go over the wall. The first time, like escape. Yeah. So, so you're on on. Um, <laughs> they give you credit not to escape. <laughs> you have to be classified. Yeah. So after a certain amount of time, you get classified and you go. And at that point, there was uh, a few different prisons that you had. Like there was uh, Live Oak, which was like very minimal. Like um, I never got the opportunity to go there. Um, you know, so there's points and there's this that. And so by the time you would see your counselor on A yard. Um, some counselors were slow and you wanted them to hurry up and some of these times you didn't want them because you know the big thing is going over the wall going over the wall because that's where people are like you know big big yeah. lifers there and yeah. and so you, you know, want to go over the wall well you want to go over the wall to get your spot and just like get settled but there's a lot of rumors and stuff that talk about going over the wall and it being more scary or however you know it may yeah. be because now you're going into territory where there's lifers there and they don't mess around and this is where you have to be respectful you have to be mindful and you kind of have to um you know watch your p's and q's yeah. and this is like lifers are there this is like their home and they have it so they want their floor spotless or they want, you know, you got to figure they're going to be, they're not getting out ever. This is their, their home. Yeah. Did you have, a lot, did you have a lot of fear? Or did you have any fear at all? Like on the bus ride from leaving the County going, going to Chowchilla? Did you, were you afraid? Of or course. Not? Yeah. Of course. So we, uh, I'm leaving Santa Barbara County. My, my prison terms were, uh, from violating in, um, 
and you know not doing program like they asked me or whatever we're yeah. from santa barbara county not from ventura so santa barbara county sentenced me to chowchilla mm-hmm. um and yeah, I was, I was, I was scared. You know, you hear the stories and, you know, I, I, but you get the rundown about, you know, it's just don't be involved in the, the drug scene. Don't be involved in the IOU scenes, you know, um, yeah. don't owe anybody anything, you know, respect to everybody else clean, you know, make sure you clean, you, you know, go in there saying, so you kind of get the rundown of it, but of course it's, you know, it's, it's scary. It's real scary. So we went in a van to give you a moo-moo which I don't think they do now. They give you a paper jumpsuit, I think, that, you know, are disposable. I think now that oh, I've you know. been in, I've been in those many times. <laughs> I know exactly what you're talking about. But you, uh, they give uh, us women um, a polka dot jumpsuit that you put on and it's, you know, a little gown, uh, blue, baby blue with white polka dots. And uh, you go trick. in a van and uh, you, they actually, this was the best point of it all. You get this, they took us to like McDonald's or something yeah. on the way and bought us, you know, like a hamburger or whatever, you know. Yeah. After you're a violator, you don't get that kind of treatment. I don't even think you get that treatment now, but you just get a sack lunch when you go now, yeah. you know. You ain't got nothing so coming. So for men, I know that they have like a holding area, like Wasco. Is that not for women? Women, they automatically go to their prison or do you go no, to No, no, no. So too? that's what a yard is. Oh, okay. okay. So when I say over the wall, that means you're going Past to, holding. yeah, okay. your, your kind like of the main your final, yeah, yeah, your, your main, main line. Okay. So yeah, no, you stay in, it's receiving you, um, you're there and you're in dress out and then you go to the first building god i seem to remember this so well but and i never want to forget it to tell you the truth and i just remember walking in there with that moo moo and everybody looking out their windows all the people so there's a top tier and a bottom tier and you walk in and everybody's like in lockup and all the girls are just like looking out seeing who's coming in and you can hear i know i know so good so you're you're in this big big huge thing and maybe someone from Santa Barbara County's there and they see you and they're hey yeah you know grumpy or whatever you know <laughs> loca you know hey you know and so they're like shouting down at you and um so you're listening to this man Torres was the man when I was there total you know jerk yeah <laughs> I forgot I can't cuss or anything on here so it's okay you've been doing good yeah <laughs> So anyway, so he's talking and he's giving you them. They, they send you with a wool blanket and your hygiene pack and, you know. I would not carry survive. A jacket. Send um, me with a rope to hang myself. Carry that all in there. You sit down. They give you your little picture that you yeah. took, you know, and everything. And sit there and he's giving you the big rundown, you know. Oh, uh, and then so they, what about the what about the politics like because we had um, I know from being in county jail and stuff I, I know about that personally on a minimal level but when we had Richard in here and then Brandon really talked deeply about how the politics affected him um, being white and like how he left prison just you know with like racial values and everything and like all that stuff so I'm wondering for women is what are the politics like for women is there segregation by race with toilets and showers and sharing food and all that stuff or is it is it not really implemented I think it's implemented more with the men yeah but with the women it still very much so goes down so you know uh, segregation is is huge you know Uh, okay 
Um, really? That's in- that's so interesting to me. Yeah, segregation is uh, is huge. And, and is so it you- white, Mexican? Yeah. And then blacks and others? Yes. Okay. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So, so and that's what you see on the yard. You know? Yeah. When you go out to the yard, when I was there, like uh, the main yard was never really open. Um, just there's a b or there's a yard and then you go over the wall and so then there's um c yard and d yard and b yard and you know c yard being i think um um the drug rehabilitation i i was never offered that don't ask me why because you know you weren't no i wasn't so i went straight to d yard what they called d yard then was uh they they call it down on d yard because that's you know fights broke out and and did you have to fight um, no, I didn't fight, but oh, I almost did when right. we made some hooch, you know, Shut it down. made some hooch made really some strong and, oh you know, gosh. you know, you got drunk people and they want to act noxious, you know, um, then yeah, so you have a lot of that. But I think, uh, one of the biggest things is, um, getting involved in the dope that comes in. Yeah. If you get involved in that and you get fronted, you know, um, a lot of times, your payback and if it's you know i i owe you with um canteen and your yeah. family doesn't put the money on your books and you oh owe i know this about that. that all too well yeah. not personally but i mean <laughs> with men yeah. i've dated <laughs> yeah. and almost married <laughs> so yeah so you know there's that's a lot i've seen a lot of uh stuff go down like that but you know you kind of for the most part just stay out of it you know did you find yourself being able to kind of stay in your own lane and and I did. And do just do whatever you need to do to get I by did. until you got out? I did. That's and that's good. that's what I did uh yeah, three all three times, you know. I I uh, a big part for me was uh my spirituality and you know, I got involved with the church scene there and and you know, I I wasn't involved in any of that. I um did when I first my first time I got there, I um was involved with um getting purchasing a happy card. Oh yeah. Where they put the meth on the card. And I bought a very small piece yeah. for like thirty, and I bought it was for it thirty dollars. It was so horrible. It was the worst oh, experience man. I ever had. I'm so um, confused right now because a happy, happy card car- for pill poppers means something so different. <laughs> okay. It's like a. Um, Is it a real card? When I when like I was in jail, card? they would send them in on yellow cards because the white cards would be too visible, and they basically. You, you soak the um, card meth. in meth. It, it, there's like some kind of alcohol or something you have to use. Not, it's not just water. And it becomes a drug. And it soaks into the card, and then you just rip piece of the card off the and you suck on it. I'm telling you, the people are so darn creative. Yeah, they don't really, I think they're more cautious and aware of those kind yeah. of things now. But I sold all, I, I, I had to give so many stamps up. My family would send me stamps. And I had like this whole collection going on, you know, with uh, Disney stamps and that. So I had a big collection of stamps. Well, I had to give up like so much of my stamps for this tiny little piece that didn't do anything. Just got me fiending for more. Uh, And uh, yeah, fiending for more (laughs) and then wanting to smoke a cigarette because that's who I am, you you know, and wanting to drink. And so it was all bad. It was a bad experience. You said that your um, mom would visit you in county was she able to do that when you were in prison she wasn't um she passed away um oh. she had passed away of a stroke While so you were um, in? no when i was out um and before i went to prison oh, so okay. she never knew i went to prison i'm sorry oh, okay so that was a good thing yeah oh that, yeah, yeah, yeah. Good thing, it was yeah. a good thing she she poor thing she went through it enough of county yeah. jail did Pri- you get she, visits from your sisters and your kids at no that point? no your kids were probably getting older no, no, they didn't. Um, no, I had kind of the tough love and 
there's no way. You know, my, my brothers and everyone had disowned me pretty much, you know. Man. So what about uh, eventually, finally, like, transitioning back into society after? Like, did your values, in a way, and beliefs change while you were in there? Like, having to survive and having to follow all those rules and, like, do all those things? Like, did that, or, or even, like, about your race or anything like that? Did that change any of your values about yourself or, or, or your perspective on or belief system about the world? Mm. You know, I, I think at that point in my life, I still was, you know, blaming everyone and, you know, it wasn't my fault and that, you yeah. know, and the police and, you know, this and that. And, and, and even being in there, I got to witness how the police were just, yeah, or the guards were, man, they were just for women, men, guards and, and women, like such perverts, like, oh. you know, and what can you do? You know, they go by the window and they know that the women are in there with just their, you know, and, and they would just go and, and, and it was just so sickening and being a, 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 you know, it worked both ways being, um, female to the male, um, guards. Uh, if you were beautiful and you know had a nice oh, body man yeah. you 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 got some love in there you know Damn, um I, I don't personally know any buddy um but i've heard in the past you know of how the guards take off and go but i i never knew anybody like that um and the strangest thing is too with the female guards and you got what we call boys in the prison you know yeah. mm. the ones that look like boys they have favor all the way they favor them to the fullest, you know. But oh, it, um, I would not survive at all. <laughs> yeah, oh you gosh. can see there's. I would a... be so much trouble. <laughs> get me. I would be over the wall. I would just be scraping that concrete. Just get me out of here now. Oh, Andy Dufresne. Oh huh? my god, it sounds like a nightmare. Yeah, you kind of like you're powerless. You're going to have to just roll with it, you know, and what direction you take, you know. Uh, I, I mean, I've seen it all. I've seen girls who, just crazy, crazy. The biggest thing that I see people fight for and go crazy, mad crazy over. Honey buns. It, no. Soup. No. <laughs> Soup. Not commissary. For drugs. Drugs yeah. that come uh. in there. It's crazy. I've seen people actually take action and hold somebody down while another one goes and, oh, okay. and oh, wow. gets it, you wow. know, from them. Wow. Yeah, they have it stashed away. Oh, oh. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Wow. <laughs> She's having a hard time. My image is just... so we're gonna hold you down, and we're gonna get it. You By know? any means. What wow. they will do for dope in there, you know? Yeah. It's what crazy. was your last? When was your last term? Oh, in two thousand two. Two thousand two, and and you got out two thousand two. Yeah, that was my last trip to prison, but it wasn't my last trip to jail. Oh, okay. You know, so I, I continued to, you know, do good for a little bit and, and then continue to meet the right people again and, um, continue on my journey. Yeah. What's it like coming out of prison and having to transition back into regular society? In Santa Barbara. Yeah. yeah. Carpinteria. Well, you know, it's difficult because even when You're like one of the nicest people I know and one of my (laughs) closest friends, but like you've got, you had to have gotten a little rough around the edges and hardened up a little bit in there, you know? Oh yeah. Yeah. And to have to come back out to... She made Pruno. Of course (laughs) she hardened up in there. To have to come back out um, to, you know, our community and and transition back into being a citizen. Like, was that difficult for you? Yeah. I think, um, I think I had a lot of anger, you know, and, um... 
just not really caring, you know, and, and, and feeling like they didn't really care about me, you know, like uh, parole officers that I had, you know, they want to do the right thing. And when I was willing to do uh, what was right, they offered me, you know, to go to uh, treatment and pay for it and then wanting to stay longer and kind of just shoving me out. Yeah. You know, and thinking, well, you know, this is a setup. You know, I'm going right back to, and you said you were going to help me and you were going to do yeah. this and, and never hearing, like just shutting me off, you know? Uh, uh, yeah, so uh, I kind of had like, that's exactly. I, felt, I felt like I had no, ch- no um, chance, you know? Like yeah. I couldn't get hired, you know, because along with my... Um, you know, sales and so forth, and that came the criminal activity. So, you know, the, yeah. the petty thefts and oh, petty yeah. with priors and, you know, just accumulated, you know, burglary, robbery, you know, yeah, stuff like that. It seems like a th- common theme when we have interviewed um, YLIP guests in the past that when they finish their term, their, the last prison term that they've done, they don't immediately, like, I found the light, I've never gone back... I, I just made a decision never to go back. If it, it seems like they're they're bumps yeah. along the way before they have yeah. like some sort of an awakening or some sort of change, that they flip flopped and they're like, okay, maybe I, d- I had to go back to county for a little bit, or I had to like my family and I, or I met some guy on the street, and it was, it wasn't necessarily prison that was the defining. It was yeah. that was their last time, and then they bumped and had a yeah. little, little detour until they great point yeah decided to. And that's again like kind of the same theme that Richard had was yeah, exactly. that he didn't immediately come out and have his aha mm-hmm. moment and go, I'm never uh-huh. doing this again. It was just yeah. assimilating back into society was so difficult that he felt like there was no chances. Yeah, exactly. Like there was just I just kept getting beaten down every time. Yep. And and I, I love that you bring up probation and all that because um, it's another reason I think I, we were talking about I was trying to remember what sparked me to start this whole series. And it was, I think I was had a client I was working with. Um, well, you know, Brandon, he was on our first show. And we fought and fought and did everything we could for him. You know, our director went to court with him. We wrote him all these letters. He was willing to do ankle monitor. He was willing to go to sober living. He was willing to do all these things. And they just said, nope, we're sending you back to jail for 25 days. Oh, you told me that. And it's yeah. just like, and I'm sitting there and I just felt so like, mm-hmm. wow, like, you know, what What about, like, everything he's willing to do in a changed person? And, like, that's why I'm glad that you brought that up about you wanting to stay in treatment longer. And they're like, well, sorry, can't help you. Like, but when you mess up, we'll just treat your behavior and send you back to the place that's, you know. And it's not our fault that you yeah, exactly. This, so this, it's so, like, you know, I, and it's, that's why I love the, the, you know, the work that, the line of work that we're in. Because we get to treat the underlying problem that's mm-hmm. causing the behavior right. and that's causing all that stuff, you know, and um, I just, that's why, I, you know, I like doing this because so people can see like, that's just what's happening in jails and prisons is just the aftermath of right. untreated chemical dependency, you know, among other things to other disorders, mental health disorders, but you know, they're just responsible for treating the behavior, the aftermath of the untreated illness, you know? Um, so we need more people to go to rehab. <laughs> uh, well, don't look at me. <laughs> he slowly puts his eye in my direction. No, I didn't mean that. As Rosie <laughs> slowly reaches for a pill bottle. <laughs> no, but it is. And, like, I, I'm experiencing it firsthand, being on the other side of this whole thing, you know. It's like there's just no – there's no – in my opinion, there's no 
I mean, Santa Barbara County's good with the DRC and stuff. They do a lot of good stuff, but yeah. like, yeah, I found you know I found um, some resources. Um, like, I think after I got out of prison the first time, they had um, the after I don't know what it was, but uh, was Steve Ferrugi, and he uh, had the resources, <laughs> and 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 I and I really loved I loved that you know, and they had. Uh, what's it called when you I don't know if they the PAC meeting I don't know if they still have that when you get out of prison and they have like a bunch of resources for like sober livings and things they like do. that I just went through it. not they, personally again <laughs> yeah <laughs> on another level but they do have like at the DR they have like this whole thing where you sit in like on a session and they tell you everything that they have to offer and pay for this and they'll do that so I think Love a lot it. has to do with like fear and and people they don't they don't really know like coming out of prison you don't really know like you know or you don't really want to speak up and and sometimes it's there yeah. um but it's hard for someone to speak up you know um I was offered you know um a program for three months and then after three months which was not nearly enough for me yeah. you know and and had an opportunity to care go on to the grad house you know and probation just i mean and parole just shunned me out they and i even spoke on it i said you know i want to go they offered me you know i didn't want to go at first and i was like i want to go now because i know i'm going back to the same place where i came from you know and um she never got back with me and it was on my day that I had to leave you know that the other place and she knew I was calling her bugging her and like I don't want to go I don't want to you know and then what happened was I, I had no choice but to leave because she didn't give me an answer about paying for the next place so I left and then she wanted she want to violate me because I didn't report to her and tell her that I left you're supposed to report yeah. within 72 hours and I went home and um, she's like well you didn't report to me within 72 hours so I got a pal warrant sitting on my desk right now for you she said don't leave and stay right there and uh, I'm coming over there and I thought well hell I'm and you I'm, took off and you took no off. I oh, didn't okay. she never oh. came oh lazy Linda yeah, oh she, she never came so you know uh, what days went by and I just said screw know, it yeah. yeah yeah she never showed well um, before we finish, I, so I thank you for sharing everything you've shared with us. It's like really, I mean, enlightening in a way. <laughs> I, mean, it, it, I know I'm fully full of fear it's, right it's, now. <laughs> this is ama It was a great idea by Rosie to have a woman uh, guest come on. Like it was oh, a really thanks, good Rosie. idea, and um, I, I appreciate it and sharing with us and like everything you've gone through and all the, you know, all the crazy stuff you've done and and you know you're a mom and now a grandma and all this stuff. But like I just want to give you an opportunity to, before we finish, to say like how you've turned your life around and where you're at now. Cause you, you've done a lot of, you've done a lot of great things, you know? And like we've, we went, we've been in school together mm -hmm. for what, three years now? Yeah, and me and Irene used to go to the City College Library oh, every man. <laughs> every spent five it was like hours on Thursday Thursdays mornings at eleven o'clock. We would meet Aww. there, yeah, and we would do our pharmacology quiz, Ugh. and it would take us sometimes like three or four, four hours, hours to yeah. do it. it Thank God for Dylan, because man, he was man, he was there. Yeah, so it was I just, hard work, you know, like so you you've you've been sober for a little while now and I know like your daughters are back in your life fully yeah. and your grandkids and, and you have a job. Yeah. What was I got two, like? What I got two like? jobs. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't have one job before. Well, you had one, but it wasn't. Legal. Yeah. 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 <laughs> what was it like getting back into the workforce? Like, you know, checking that box, like, have you been arrested? Like, were you just a little, cause I work in a, I, my work, I can't talk. I have a confidential 
job, but they do, um, they're starting to do background checks. And I like literally went through my mind and I was like, I was detained outside of yogurt land for a dispute <laughs> over a soft serve one time. And I seized up in terror. I'm like, I'm going to get fired. Now, granted, I wasn't arrested, but there was an issue involving some flavors and they detained <laughs> me and I flipped out and I was like, I'm going to lose everything I have. So like, I can't imagine like putting myself on the front line and going, okay, this is my past and I've got to be honest about it. Cause this is the life that I'm living now and I have to yeah. live it honestly. So I have to disclose this information, but me personally, I live with an enormous amount of shame and guilt in my life. So I probably would have checked that box. No, like, you know, I don't know how you're, how was that easy for you or difficult? Uh, or did you just kind Actually, of it's it been up? a blessing for me because I really haven't had to go through that. Um, so what happened was I woke up when my last time in County jail and, and my daughter was in the bed next to me <gasps> and I was just like, you know what? Wait, in jail? Yeah. They put bunks you together? Did uh, they yeah. know you were family? No, they didn't know. They had no idea. Mm -mm. But they know you so well. They had no idea. Well, I kind of like have been out of the light for a little bit. You know what I mean? Um, you was literally it like every woke up and she was your bunkie? She was right next to me. Yeah. Charged? Not yeah. there on a visit? No, no. She was in, in custody. And, um, and then a light went on and I was just like, what the heck what? have I been doing with my life, man? You know, look at, she's right behind me doing the same thing, same story, uh, headed yeah. down the same road, you know, and then that's when I said I'm doing something different. So I went to uh, Bethel House. Crazy. Am I allowed to say that? You just <laughs> did. So. <laughs> yeah, so you can say I that. Was I went to, uh, I decided to go there and do something different and um, I didn't want to leave a legacy behind for that my kids only knew me as a dope fiend and, and yeah. incarcerated my whole life. Uh, so I wanted to do something different, so I did. And as a result of that, my daughter got clean. So I have four years. I'm coming up on four years uh, clean and sober. Uh, I was given the opportunity to go to school there. And uh, because I know so well what it's like, I wanted to be a drug and alcohol counselor. So I went to school, took classes for that. Um, couple years after that I got hired at Beth House um, and I got a job at the City College when I first started going to school um, I got a job at the City College um, in the cafeteria and I still till this day work there as well so I work there and I work at the Beth House and then I work at City College doing transitions program um, in summertime so awesome. in summertime for the formerly incarcerated um, individuals. Yeah, I'm um, transitions alumni. Yeah, I'm a transitions <laughs> 2016. alumni. And so I That's have been great working. That they hire you. They, they, yeah. Knowing your background is in um, drug and alcohol counseling. Mm -hmm. So you're certified then by the state now. So you can work that at both of your jobs, right? You're working it at City College and at Bethel House? Well, or? I'm working at the cafeteria at City College, oh, okay. but in the summertime, I do, um, I mentor for oh, the I transitions okay. program, which is formerly incarcerated okay. uh, people who are trying to get their lives back together. That's where me and Irene yeah. met. Oh, was okay. in that program. Is that volunteer or do you just do no, it? No, I get paid. Oh, you do. oh they okay. pay you for yeah, doing peer mentor? Mm -hmm. Oh, and it's great. It's me a, to do that. <laughs> yeah. We There's, don't have that the story. I know. <laughs> you just have a couple stints in Riverside County <laughs> Jail. Thank God. No, yeah, that's where me and Irene met was in the transitions program. I'm forever grateful for Noel and yeah. all of them up there. They really helped me get yeah. into school and like, 
And uh, so that, those are all amazing accomplishments. And you have a home where your daughters live with you now. Yeah. And so I have my family back in my life. My brothers who just owned me at one point and they're and back. And your grandkids and, live at your house too, right? Yeah. So I have my both of my daughters and we have a beautiful home and um, a four bedroom home with a huge backyard that we're super grateful for. Um, and I go to church at Word of Life, and my daughters come to church at Word of Life, and um, I have my grandkids that are just uh, my everything, you know. I get yeah. to be a grandma. My youngest one, who's two years old, has never had to see me uh, drunk or loaded before. Um, the other one can't remember when I was. He was so young, so yeah. it's really nice to be a part of you know that and I get to be a grandma and I get to be a mom we have an amazing relationship like my life today is something that I would have never dreamed would have happened my sister my sister's in my life and she's doing good and we're no longer doing bad things together or blaming each other you know yeah so yeah, far cry from the bro family over here. Our sisters <laughs> yeah, are still blaming yeah. each other for a lifetime of things. <laughs> That's a beautiful thing. It's, it's proud amazing. of you, Irene. It's awesome. Hey, it's proud of you. And your family owns a company, don't they? They do. We have the Casa Hernandez Salsa. Um, <laughs> so yeah, go get your salsa. Um, the, uh, <laughs> go get your salsa. So it's Casa Hernandez Salsa, and my brother patented uh, my mom's recipe, and it uh, made a big hit, so it sold at Bonds. It and, is. Uh, I've seen it. Uh, we yeah. have the first one that's at um, the original, the first You're salsa. Casa Hernandez? Yes, I am. The story's <laughs> in the back. Oh, my God. But the first one is we sold at Trader Joe's. On this radio really station. <laughs> salsa Especial is the they first one. They sell it at Trader Joe's now? No, no, no. This oh. is the original one that's like a salsa. Um, that's It's called Salsa Especial because um, we have to take the Trader Joe label that's been there for like 12 years. And that one's really good. It's in the tub at Trader Joe's. Then we have a new one that's the Casa Hernandez. And that's sold, I think, at Whole Foods, um, Albertsons, Vons, all the way yeah. from Sea Valley. Does that happen when you got sober or got clean or Casa Hernandez? Uh, my brother is the one who um, put it all together, you know? Like recent, like within the last four years? Uh, yeah. Wow. And much. I can't even make it to a Pilates class on a Thursday. Yeah. <laughs> she gets sober, gets out of prison, owns an empire, kids, pool, two jobs. I'm moving in with Irene. And yeah. <laughs> Done. Yeah, Chips and salsa you know. is all I need. <laughs> Live off so of yeah. Casa, uh, Casa Hernandez, I'll have to bring you guys some. Please. You compliments. Yeah, we'll probably. Jars. Your pool and eat <laughs> yeah. it out of your pool. That's fine. My brother gets all the credit for it, you know, but I'll take the name, you know. That's right. You know? so the story like, on the back. I haven't accomplished anything in my life right now. <laughs> Look at this woman. She's had like 19 lives. Pruno, wall, Pruno, <laughs> yeah. jumpsuits, McDonald's, like... Right? Uh, grandkids, Easter bunnies, <laughs> bag lunch from the county jail. <laughs> oh, oh wow. thanks again, Irene. I really yeah, appreciate that you was coming. That's a great story. Um, so, Rosie and I will be back next week for, oh, yes, for our show. Sorry. Yeah. For what? what are we doing? <laughs> and, um, yeah, we'll figure out what we're going to talk about. We have some things to talk about. Yeah, we're going to. Some things happened to me this week that were very dark. Okay. <laughs> that's, <laughs> always, that's always good. Very um, dark. And we're going to talk about. I have the list of sayings, like famous sayings that people like 
caught between a rock and a hard place. Like, who made that up? He's been wanting to do this for a while. We went on a walk and we were trying to think of like six and one, half a dozen of the other. We're like, where are these people saying? So we were going to do that. I have them right here. Please don't. don't, No, I'm not. I'm just going to. Hindsight is 2020. What does that even mean? My sister is queen of that. Well, you know, Rosie, hindsight is Clean as a whistle. Oh, Don't talk about it. Be about it. Uh, <laughs> um, and then, yeah, we'll do a quick little Dodger update next week. Yeah. Um, and for and and against the grain, our pre-show next week will be very special um, to me and you guys both here. Um, We've all lost our mom. Yeah. Who? Yeah, everybody who's lost, lost their mom. Oh, yeah. um, that that pre-show will be dedicated to anybody who's lost their mom and to my mom. Um, and I will play mm. the entire stage four album uh, by Touche Moore, which is about him losing his mom to cancer. And it's just really like a beautifully put together piece of music. Um, and there's no profanity, so I can play yeah. the whole thing. <laughs> and so that'll start at 3.30. I'll, oh, I have to see how long the album is. I want to say it's probably like an hour, so I'll probably okay. start at 3. I'll post it on our Instagram. Push the button, <laughs> yeah. people. I'll post it on our Instagram so you can see when... Um, what time was so but i would say around three yeah okay um and i'll try to be in-house for, that's what i call being in here now in-house, <laughs> in-house. i'll try to be in-house for that in-house. and this show uh will be uploaded on soundcloud by yes. tomorrow I, i'll say by tomorrow afternoon at the latest wow every day every like show we have every week it's a little you used to it's be little, so jazzed about it's like, a little bit softer that, now been putting in that like usb cord like <laughs> uh, in the car on the way home now it's like eh, maybe next week i'll have yeah it i gotta go up to ealing's right now and get my softball on that's why i got that's my, right yeah, yeah. And we'll have another YLP next next month. Next yes, we already got somebody. Rosie got, got somebody lined up who's yeah. done time on the other side of the country. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So Kelvin's yeah. gonna give us his experience on doing time on the East Coast. Yeah. <laughs> See if it's All any right. different than the West Coast. No, that's great. That's in, might, that, that'll be interesting. Yeah, it's yeah, definitely colder. Kelvin. Yeah. Um, okay, for your last song, Freddie Jackson or All Cried Out. All cried out. Yeah, check that out. That's I'm me. All cried I'm out. Always all cried out. <laughs>